All right, okay, okay. What is up, everybody? buddies? Only Talks Facts right here. Gonna spit some facts, like always, of course, once again. This is my third episode of the day. Oh, man, it's been a long day right here today. <laughs> I hope you guys are still doing good. I decided I'm going to do this episode right now. This is my AEW New Year's Smash Night 1 predictions. I'm still going to do an episode tomorrow morning. We'll talk some hockey. It'll be a short episode. It won't be that long. But, all right, let's jump into this episode right away. AEW... New Year's Smash Night 1. First match we're going to talk about is Cody Rhodes versus Matt Seidel. R. Anderson being at Cody Rhodes' side, obviously. We know that John Moxley's returning tomorrow night. Chris Jericho will be on commentary. Snoop Dogg will make an appearance. He'll most likely be on commentary for this match. And I feel like this match could be pretty good between Cody and Matt. And for those who don't know, Matt Seidel used to be Evan Bourne in the WWE. So this is going to be a pretty good match right between Cody and and Seidel. I feel like it's going to be a really good match. It might be the opening match. We'll see. I feel like if you let these guys go like 10-15 minutes, these two will put on a banger. They will. I'm going to go with Cody Rhodes in this match because only due to Snoop Dogg being there and they're promoting like him and Cody's new show. What's it called? The Big Show? Something like that. Whatever it's called on TBS. So that's the only reason why I feel like Cody's going to win. I would give the I would I would want Seidel to win if I was booking it. I would give the win to Seidel, but it, it's gonna be Cody. I'm going with Cody Rhodes in this match. It's gonna be great to see Seidel back on TV. You know, last time we saw him on Dynamite was at Winter is Coming in the Diamond uh, Ring Battle Royal, and the last time he had a singles match was against Brian Cage, I believe, on the uh, November 11th episode of Dynamite, or November 4th, around that time. He actually was a pretty good match against Cage. It was actually a pretty good match. It was sometime in November, early November. They put on a pretty good match. And I feel like Cody and Seidel are going to put on a pretty good match. You know, I, I could see Seidel in the future most likely going after the TNT title. And I feel like he will win the TNT title in the future. Maybe even go after the world title. Wouldn't that be interesting? That would be nice. I can't see him as world champion right now, but I could see him as a TNT champion. I would like to see him and Darby Allen go at it sometime. And I thought to myself, what's going to be next for Cody? Because you know, we know ever since he lost the TNT title to Darby Allen at full gear two months ago, him and Darby have both been feuding with Team Taz. So I'm kind of thinking after Cody's done with Seidel and after Brian Cage and Darby Allen have their match next week at New Year's Smash Night 2, which I, you know, well, I'll make my predictions. I'll make my predictions for that night the day before. And everything. We'll do that then. This what's only fair because matches could change. You never know what could happen. I'm kind of thinking to myself. Are we going to see Cody Rhodes versus Brian Cage in the future? Is that what they're going for? That would be a pretty good match. That would be a pretty good match. I'd be all for it. Maybe they're saving it for Revolution. It makes sense. They have been building up for a long time. Between you know Cody and Team Taz. Especially Darby as well. It brings in more storytelling. They're not trying to rush a match. It makes sense. Maybe Taz's son Hook gets in the ring eventually. Well, probably soon. He needs more training, obviously. He's young. I think he's like 19 or 20. So we'll see him in the ring eventually. Which would be cool. That would be really cool to see. Or maybe we'll see Cody versus Hobbs in the future one-on-one. That would be nice as well. But I feel like the route they're going, we're going to see Cody versus Cage... Probably Revolution for the FTW Championship. We might see that. And wouldn't it be something if Cody wins the FTW title? That would be something. But I feel like 
if whenever Cage is going to drop the FTW title, it shouldn't be to an outsider like Cody. It should be to someone in Team Taz, and it should be to Powerhouse Hobbs. That's the route they should go with that, but we'll see. But between Cody and Seidel, it's going to be a great match, and I got Cody for the win. All right, next match right here, we got an eight-man tag team match between the Young Bucks, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, the AEW World Tag Team Champions, SCU, Christopher Daniels, the Fallen Angel, and Frank Kazarian, versus the acclaimed Max Caster and Anthony Bowens, and TH2, Angelico, and Jack Evans. You know, I'm kind of hoping in the future they use all these four tag teams and do a fatal four-way tag team match for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. I feel like that's what they're going to do either at either at Beach Break in February or at Revolution in February. I'd say, well, you could save it for a pay-per-view. That'd be fine. It'd be a nice match. I feel like they are breaking up SCU pretty soon. Because Christopher Daniels did say... If it, or was it Daniels that said it? Or maybe I think maybe Kazarian that said if SEU loses one more time, they're gonna break up for good. So I'm thinking to myself, hmm. Well, Christopher Daniels is getting older. He's 50 years old right now. Kazarian's 43. He's got at least a few years left in him. Daniels, yeah, he's been okay in AEW. He's had some good matches here and there. Some of his matches been kind of like, eh, like maybe he should retire. So maybe like his last ever feud. Maybe we could actually see like the true fallen angel like we saw in TNA. And we could see him and Frank Kazarian. Kazarian could put him out right there. Because Kazarian's got a few years left. He's 43. He's still got a few years left, you know. He's shown that. So wouldn't that be something, though? That'd be nice. I don't know if it's the route they're going to go. But that's the, route, that's the route that I would want to go and see right there. You know, with the acclaimed, you know... Getting to see them more on TV. You know, they had a great match with SCU a few weeks ago, and especially with the Young Bucks for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. You know, they're young. they got potential. I, I, they've wrestled more in AEW Dark. I don't watch AEW Dark. Um, but they've done, pre- they've done pretty good for themselves so far. Put themselves on the map. And, you know, TH2, very underrated tag team. You know, and Helico is one of my favorite wrestlers in the company. Jack Evans, I'm kind of like Ant on, to be honest. Like, I don't like him that much. He's okay. In my opinion, he's more like a spot fest kind of guy, which is not really my style in a way. I can only deal with so much of it. But I like Angelico, how he wrestles. I love his style. I love the submission uh, move that he does. He's one of my favorites. He can be a guy that could win the TNT title as well. Like, if they ever break up TH2, he could be a pretty good singles wrestler by himself. He really could. I can easily see it. But I am going to go with the Young Bucks and SCU in this match. It'll be a good match. It'll be a good eight-man tag team match. But I got the Young Bucks and SCU. All right, here's a match I'm really excited about. Jake Hager versus Wardlow. I got to tell you, I'm really excited about this match. I really am. You got these two bulls right here. And Hager and Wardlow. Two heels as well. Heel versus heel, which is nice. It's like, okay, we, have to, we got a heel versus heel match. Thank you. It's one of my favorites to watch right there, you know. Like, you know, you get your baby face versus heels all the time. It's always great to see a heel versus heel match. I'm pulling for Wardlow in this match. And I feel like this will be the biggest win of his career. Reason why, and he's my prediction to win. He's my pick to win this match. The reason why I'll say it's the biggest win of his career when he beats Hager is because, well, Hager is a former world champion. And he's also an MMA fighter as well. So this win right here could really put Wardlow more on the map. 
I feel like the match that put him on the map was definitely the match he had with Cody last year in Atlanta in the Steel Cage match. That really put him on the map. It did. He didn't win the match, though. I feel like he should have. But it was in Cody's hometown, so he had to win. It made sense. It was whatever. Wardlow won anyway because he put on a great performance in the first ever cage match in AEW. This match, though, with Hager, it's going to really put him more on the map, especially if he wins. I thought we were going to see a really good big man match right here. You know, Warlow, every match that Warlow has had in AEW has been great. Other than like a couple of squash matches he's had here and there a few months ago. Every other match has been great. He's worked good with small guys, you know, guys his size, regular size guys. He's worked really good with them. I still don't see him as like a young Batista in a way. Like some people have been saying he's a lot like Batista. I really don't see it. I don't think he looks like him at all. I, I don't know, maybe it's just maybe it's just me that doesn't see that. Some people have told me, like, oh, he's like, he reminds me of, a, you know, Batista. I'm like, to me, he doesn't. We haven't really heard Wardlow talk as much. Like, when Batista started off, at least he talked here and there. Wardlow's barely talked. You know what I mean? He just hasn't talked that, that much at all. Well, you know, he's mostly done, like, his wrestling style is mostly talked for him, like, when he's in the ring. That makes sense. But he's put on really good matches, you know, like with Cody, with Hangman, with Jungle Boy. You know, he's going to put on a great match at Luchasaurus as well. They, they've had great connections in the ring. He's going to put on a great match with Hager right here as well. Definitely going to. He is going to be a breakout star in 2021. And that being Wardlow, he's easily going to be a huge breakout star in 2021. Hopefully, you know, maybe he gets a world title run in the future. I can easily see it. You know, I, I didn't know much about him on the independent scene when he came up to AEW. I was pretty impressed. I was pretty impressed by him, like his physique, the way he looks. You know how he carries himself. I was like, this guy's gonna be a monster, and he really has been in AEW so far. It's gonna be a good match between him and Hager. It's not gonna be like a awesome match in a way. It's not gonna be like you know that great. It'll be a decent match, but I see Warlow getting the win. He's my pick to win. Oh, we got two more matches now to talk about. For the AEW Women's Championship, my girl Karashita versus Abaddon. And like how I talk about matches putting you know people on the map right here, I feel like this match is definitely going to put Abaddon on the match. On the map. It's going to. You know, we haven't really seen much of Abaddon. She really hasn't been on Dynamite that much. We've, you know, we've seen her mostly on AEW Dark, even though I don't watch that. I've watched, like, some clips of her on AEW Dark. Not really, like, that much. You know, I like her character. I like her character. I do. We haven't heard her, we haven't heard her speak at all. We know her character doesn't talk. Not yet, at least. But I love her makeup. She's really cool. And I'm really pissed at people that body shame her because it's fucking disgusting. And people that really do that, you know, come on. Seriously? Like, you're body, sh- you're body shaming someone you don't even know. Seriously? And she seems like a really nice person, Abaddon. She really... And she's a beautiful person. She really is. Just sick and tired of seeing people like body shamers. It's disgusting. It was nice seeing, like, Stu Grace and other and the other wrestlers in AEW standing up for her. Because, you know I mean? Come on. Like, seriously? Get a life. Get a life. Like, come on. But I feel like this match is going to be pretty good right here. I just don't see Abaddon as the girl to beat Cheetah, though. You know, Sheena's beating them all. She beat, she's beating Nyla Rose. She's beating Big Swole, Thunder Rosa, Anna Jay. Who else is next? Now she's going to beat Abaddon because she is my pick to win. Who else is next? Now she's also beating Penelope Ford as well. So who else is next then? 
You have Tay Conti. You got Red Velvet. Jake Cargill. Ugh. You got Britt Baker. You got Chris Statland whenever she comes back. So you got some wrestlers right there that could still, you know, get the Sheeta and beat her. Maybe even Serena Deeb. That would be nice. Wouldn't mind that. But in this match, I'm going with my girl Sheeta. But I feel like Aberdon is going to put on a really good performance. I feel like she's going to open up a lot of the executive eyes in AEW. Especially Tony Khan's. I'm, I'm not saying Tony Khan's not high on her at all. I'm just saying he's going to be really impressed. And everybody else in AEW or throughout the whole world is going to be very impressed with Aberdon in this match. You know, we know she's kind of green in the ring, but you know what? Sheeta has wrestled pretty good matches as world champion. She's going to put on another great performance. I feel like Aberdon is going to be really good in this match. I feel like she's going to put on a really good performance. That's just what I feel right here. I feel like she put on a really good performance and people will start to say, you know what? We believe in Aberdon and we want to see a breakout in 2021. She's going to be the breakout female star in 2021 for AEW. I'm calling her right now. A lot of people may say Anna J, Tay Conti, etc. But I'm going to go with Aberdon. She's going to break out in 2021. She is. She definitely is. But she's not going to be the girl to be cheated just yet. Just yet. But we'll see. And now we get to our main event of the evening. Kenny Omega, the champion with Don Callis on his side. Versus Ray Phoenix with his brother Penta El Zero Miedo at his side for the AEW World Championship. And I'm getting giddy right now because I can't wait for this match. This match was supposed to happen on October 28th last year. But it didn't happen because, you know, Ray Phoenix, he beat his brother Penta in the tournament. And he was supposed to face Kenny the next week. But Ray Phoenix got hurt. So he pulled himself out of the tournament. And Penta wrestled Kenny instead. And they put on a pretty good match with Kenny winning. So Ray Phoenix was technically not eliminated from the tournament. He wasn't. So it makes a lot of sense. I'm like, you know what? They're making a lot of sense. He was never eliminated from the tournament. So why isn't he the rightful AEW World Champion? Why, why wasn't it a triple threat match between Kenny, Mox, and him? Why didn't they just do that? It would have made more sense. But I like what they're doing right there. You know, they, they know that the audience isn't stupid. That's what AEW does right there. They know their audience isn't stupid. They're not trying to make us look stupid at all. They make us realize, like, oh, yeah, he wasn't eliminated from the tournament. So, you know, it makes sense. You know, he gets a title match. And this match is going to be really good. And speaking of good, I feel like we're going to see some good brothers make an appearance. Whether it's during the match or after the match, the good brothers are going to debut in AEW tomorrow night. That's my prediction right there. And most likely it'll be during the match. Most likely it'll be during the match. That's what I feel. I feel like Machine Gun Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows are going to make an appearance at New Year's Smash Night 1 tomorrow night. That's just how I feel right there. I feel like the whole Bullet Club is going to come into full circle in AEW. So then you start to think, will the Young Bucks join? Will they join with them right there? Will other members from the Bullet Club join in the future? Well, let's wait and see because we know Kenny... We know Kenny is teaming up with Doc Gallows and Machine Gun Carl Anderson at a TNA pay-per-view later on this month. I believe it's on the 16th or the 17th of this month, so that'll be interesting. So maybe Machine Gun Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows make an appearance tomorrow night. That's my prediction right there, and obviously I'm going with Kenny to beat Phoenix. You know, Ray Phoenix, here's another guy 
that could also break out in 2021. I mean, I don't see him and Penta breaking up anytime soon. Maybe it could happen. We don't know. We know they've kind of happened cracks in the Lucha Bros this, you know, from last year going into this year when you kind of think of it. But now they got Pack back, so they got Death Triangle back and everything. So I, I can't see Ray Phoenix, you know, going away from Penta and Pack anytime soon. But I also could see Ray Phoenix winning the TNT title in the future as well. You know, I really could. But this is going to be the match of the night. Could potentially be match of the year up there with McIntyre and Keith Lee. So look at this. You know, back-to-back wrestling shows right here. Like on Monday Night Raw, we had Drew McIntyre versus Keith Lee for the WWE title. And they put on an amazing match. And now we got Kenny Omega versus Ray Phoenix for the AEW World title. This is going to be an amazing match. It's going to be amazing. That's all I'm going to say right here. It's going to be amazing. And this whole show is going to be amazing. You know, I'm really hyped up for night one. More than night two, I look at night two's car. We'll talk about that more next Tuesday because things could change on the car. We don't know. Or either next Tuesday or next Wednesday morning, I'll talk about it. You know, that car's kind of like, it'll be good, but I'm not too hyped about it right now. But that my mind could change on that. But night one of New Year Smash is going to be great. It is going to be great. I can't wait to watch it. I'm not going to be watching it live. I'm going to be out tomorrow night, so I'll be watching it. Thursday morning, I'll be reviewing that. Thursday afternoon. So I'm going to stay away from the spoilers tomorrow night, obviously. I don't want to see any spoilers. I'm going to stay away from it and stay off social media most of the night. So I don't, you know, catch any spoilers. I don't want to see that. I hope nobody sends me anything. I'll be like, oh, why are you sending me this? Please don't do that. I should text everybody I know that watches wrestling like me. Please don't send me any spoilers. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's going to be a great episode. Like I said, I'm going to watch it Thursday morning. I'll review it for you guys Thursday afternoon. But all right, guys, this is officially my last episode of the day. Three episodes. I feel really good today, like I said. After yesterday, not feeling well, but today I feel really good. And I feel good doing three episodes for you guys. You guys are the best, and thank you guys. I want to say we're halfway to 3,000 plays here on my podcast, so I want to thank you guys very much for 2.5 plays here on LJ, Talk, on LJ Talks Facts. I appreciate every single one of you that have listened. Like I mentioned before, you guys are the reason why I continue to do my podcast. You know, whether how many plays I get, whether it's one or ten plays on my episodes, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how many plays I get at all. You guys are the reason why I keep on doing this. You guys are the reason. Like I said, it could be just one play. I'm thankful for that one play right there, and it keeps me going. It keeps me going, and I appreciate you guys. I seriously do. You know, wherever you guys are throughout the world, I appreciate every single one of you. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. All right, guys. Hope you guys enjoy the rest of your night. My last episode now of the day. I will talk to you guys tomorrow morning with a little bit of hockey. It'll be a short episode, maybe like a 10-minute episode. It won't be that long. You know, we're going to talk about Matt Martin re-signing with the New York Islanders. We'll talk more about with the Islanders with Matt Barzell and everything. That'll be part of the episode and everything. So it'll be like a short episode, like 10, 15 minutes. It won't be that long. But all right, guys. Officially, good night, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow morning. Have a good night, guys.